Hey, my name is Kat, and welcome to my first episode of this podcast, Kat's Story Pod. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to my friend who goes under the pen name I Love Skunks uh, for giving me the idea to do this podcast where I read short stories that I wrote uh, and the longer ones in chapters. So thank you for that as well. So for my first uh, episode, I'm going to be reading my short story called The Times, and I'm going to be doing this in parts, so this is part one. And without further ado, here we go. Part one. Once, in a small suburban town in the middle of Michigan, there was a little girl named Addie, who lived with her mother and father and her dog Skipper. The sky was always open and blue, and the air was always clear, and they lived perfectly typical lives, and that was how they liked it. One day, when Addie was walking into the kitchen after getting home from school, her mother hurried in. Oh, I almost forgot. Your cousin Iggy's birthday is this Saturday. Addie sighed. Cousin Iggy was only a bit older than her. Fourteen years old, exactly. Addie was eleven. But twice as stuck up. He had gotten a calculator for Christmas, and even though he tossed it away at first, saying he'd ever have use for it, later he showed off solving math problems and checking them on the calculator, wearing a pompous look all the time. We'll go to Albert's after your father gets home from work to get him a present. Albert's was the town tech store. They sold and fixed computers, iPads, phones, and any other thing like that you could think of. Addie sighed again. So much for playing video games after dinner. A couple hours later, Addie and her mother and father were entering Albert's small shop, where he greeted them from the counter. Hi there, what can I get you for today? Hi, Albert. We're looking for a cheaper but good quality laptop. I heard you had a new shipment of... His voice trailed off as Addie wandered around the shelves. Shiny new laptops, the fastest new phones, and the highest quality drawing devices. She was bored out of her mind. She had brought her phone, but there was no service. She almost laughed to herself. No self-service in a tech store? She was almost about to go to the counter and beg them to hurry up and go already. But she saw something out of the corner of her eye. In a small hallway in the corner of the store, there were a couple of doors leading to storage rooms or restrooms or rooms for various uses. But in one of the doorways was an old man wearing a brown coat with brass buttons and brown pants. His hair was silvery gray, and he was looking right at her. What are you looking at? she said rudely. The man was dressed strangely, and she had never seen him in Albert's before. Come with me. We don't have all day, he said mysteriously, with a hint of a British accent. She was curious, but not stupid, so she walked away without saying another word. Suddenly, she wasn't in the stacks of CDs that she was walking through. She was back in front of the hallway, staring at the old man. What are you looking at, she found herself saying, with the vague impression of deja vu. Come on, I'll keep doing this until you cooperate, he said. She walked away again, and then she was back in front of the old man. What are you looking at? She realized she had said that before, and most certain now. Come, just simply come this time. She walked slowly towards the man feeling she had no other choice. He walked into a room where the door was ajar and beckoned to her. There was a sinking feeling in her stomach, like something bad was about to happen. The room was small, and the walls, floor, and ceiling were all metal. It was dark, and there was only a small, old-looking pendant light hanging from the ceiling. There were no windows. What did you bring me here for? 
Her curiosity and their fear made her voice sound rude. You will find out. Who are you? She continued with her questionnaire. Albert Einstein, he said sarcastically, glancing over at her. I didn't ask for your sarcasm, she said rudely. I didn't ask for your attitude either, but I got it anyway, he said, chuckling slightly. This left Addie huffy, and she crossed her arms and frowned. The old man was tinkering with an old machine in the center of the room. He was pulling out screwdrivers, hammers, nails, and various other tools from a brown leather bag at his side. Addie peered over his shoulder to see what he's working on. She didn't understand what it was. There were tubes and various boxes of plastic, glass, or metal. There were lights and buttons and sparks fizzing out of long, multicolored wires. What is that? she said, forgetting her frustration and rude behavior. It's a device that transports one back into a moment in time. So, a time machine? she asked skeptically. Oh, so that's what the word for it is in this time, he said, amused. Very interesting indeed. He paused. I apologize. I never asked you for your name, nor gave you mine. I am Underhill, and you are? Addie Winston, she said absentmindedly. Is he crazy, as he thought? Of course, a time machine would not, could not work. It wasn't possible. And yet, she thought back to just five minutes before, when she had said the same thing three times in a row, and not been able to walk away from the man. He would teleport her back. Was it teleportation? Or was it going back in time? She felt dizzy and queasy at the thought. Addie was deep in thought, so she did not notice when the man stood up, stretching, and took a look at his final machine. He thought it looked beautiful. He loved all the fizzing lights and the mist pouring out on the floor. The fog machine wasn't necessary, it just made it look cooler. Over the centuries, he had worked on this, working in the Queen's Palace in England, a mansion in South Asia, the back of a shop in Persia, a government building in Australia, and now a tech shop in Michigan. So many memories but there was not enough time to reminisce. Quickly, quickly, he hurried to the center, where there was a small circle surrounded by machinery. He grabbed Addie by the arm and flicked a series of switches and pressed almost a whole row of buttons. Addie felt her body sinking and floating and stretching out and pulling back in. She felt wrung like a washcloth and felt like throwing up. Then the world exploded into lines and dots and squiggles of color all around them. The only thing she could feel was the old man's solid grip on her arm and the only thing she could see were the lights. Then her head felt like it was being stretched particularly hard, and she passed out. So thanks for listening to my first episode of Cat's Story Pod, and I hope you'll join me for the next episode, where I'll be reading more of this. And thank you for listening.